Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagell, and I'm here joined today by podcast veteran Jordan Lang. Welcome back to the podcast. What is up? How are you? What's going on? What's new? I haven't seen you. I mean, we were trying. We were just talking about this before the before the show started. I don't remember the last time I saw you. Last podcast is, I guess, what we're going to have to settle on. Right? Because we didn't see each other in between then because the last podcast didn't occur when we saw those short films, right? It was after that. Uh, so it looks like, according to my wallet, yeah. it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The two. short films was back in, like, what, October? Or something? February. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so not that long ago. <laughs> looks like it's been about 10 weeks since I've seen you. All right. I missed you, buddy. I missed you, too. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You've I'm been not... going on a lot of trips, I hear. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, let's see, I went out to Cali uh, twice. Your sister's still out there? Yeah, she was in L.A., and then she hated L.A., so she moved to, like, the San Francisco area. Oh, I hear San Francisco is pretty groovy. It's it's unique. It's a super unique city. Like, I've never been to a city like it. Okay. Like, like the, the sightseeing stuff is kind of what uh, you go for, and it's it's worth it. There's, yeah. Uh, there's, like, a... I don't know. It's like a, it's an art museum, mm-hmm. but it's got like the most beautiful architecture I've ever seen, and it's it's just like kind of it's very like awe inspiring. Nice. Yeah. Where, it, go on. I was gonna say, where else have you been um, since uh, we last talked? I don't know. I went to Lake Michigan. Uh, I, don't know, I got a plan to go to North Manitou. Then you go skiing somewhere or snowboarding? I, I, I go uh, to Colorado every year. Okay. Yeah, I go snowboarding. Nice. All right, so out of all the places you've been so far this entire year, mm-hmm. what was your favorite and what was your least favorite? Ooh, all right, put me on the spot. Or put you on the spot. This is what we do here on the Split Six Podcast. Mm, well, my favorite place is coming to the Split Six Podcast. That's a cop-out. That's a cop-out. Yeah, Doesn't uh, count. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the whole, like, uh, going to Livonia? The I'll pick Livonia. <laughs> That would be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. But, um, I, the California trip's pretty fresh, so that's, uh, I had a great time. We did more than just like, go to San Francisco. That was just one day. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, Mere Woods. It's a redwood forest. I learned so much about redwoods, man. Are the trees really as big as they look on the pictures? So there's a, uh, there's a variety of redwood trees. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that you see cars drive through, those are giant sequoias. Those are in oh. like Nevada. Um, they're more inland. They're not as close to the, uh, like the bay. Yeah. Uh, the redwoods that I went to, they're like the skinny, tall ones. They're very old, too. They don't get as old, like 5,000 years or giant sequoias. Yeah. Uh, coastal redwoods is what they call the ones I saw. They get around like 2,000 years, but ridiculous. They're prehistoric. Still, trees, yeah, 2,000 years ago. Unlike anything Jeez. I've ever seen. The bark is soft. And they like they they're some of them like are half black because of fires and mm-hmm. they just survive forests. They're fires. multicultural. Yeah, they <laughs> they are persistent. And what's really interesting, I don't know if you know this about like the whole San Francisco and the whole Bay Area. Mm. Um, there's a fog that rolls in every single day, a very thick fog. Oh really? Yeah, they, the locals have named him Carl. <laughs> yeah interesting uh, yeah it doesn't stand for anything it's not like how long has K- is, is it been going on like forever or is forever. it a recent phenomenon no no forever okay that's how these redwoods actually uh, are able to survive in california is because they get so much moisture from oh. the fog itself is that from like the ocean 
Um, it happens because the uh, the Pacific coastline, mm-hmm. a lot of cold water comes in from the bottom of the ocean, comes up, and so it creates like the cold air, mm-hmm. and then it, the more inland it has hot air, and when those combine, it creates a condensation of, and it creates fog. Gotcha. And it just rolls through, and then, you know, uh, around 12 o'clock, it's a beautiful, clear day for the rest of the day. And then the next morning, fog rolls through. Carl well, makes his uh, rounds. Well, shit, um, we are running out of time in this intro segment. Um, so you guys know Jordan. He's been on the podcast a bunch. You know what we're drinking. But Jordan, why don't you explain this batch? Yeah, so um, I make my own kombucha wine. Uh, this one is uh, cherry-flavored with a hint of pineapple. I don't know if it really tastes that much like it. Beer number one. Spurts. That gave me a little spurts uh, when I opened this. Yeah. Spritz. Actually, um, I ferment these long enough so the carbonation dies down. I've had these bottles explode on me. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's at a good level right now. I love the, the pouring sound. You don't yeah. get that on the other guests, do you? No, you don't get that on the other guests. You just get the quick... And then the beer is open <laughs> that I pay for. So this is a treat for me because I did not have to buy a six-pack for this podcast. Yeah, this is this stuff is uh, dirt cheap to make, too. So uh, say it again. It was, it's cherry and what flavor? With a hint of pineapple. Nice. Just a love bit. pineapple. Love cherries. Though I'm not sure how I feel about the cherry taste. Yeah. But I do love cherries. Well, cheers, my cheers. friend. Thank you. Oh, and I have a Red Wings glass right now. Mm. Kind of dope. Oh, I got Lannisters. Yep. Oh, red. There we go. Red wedding. I randomly picked two uh, really good <laughs> glasses for this because <laughs> this is a it is a red colored drink. Um, I'm not sure how I really feel about kombucha. Um, it tastes weird because I know what's what's in it and how it's <laughs> the, made. The, the bacteria. And all yeah, because I've I seen. I mean, beer's made with bacteria. It's just yeast. Yeah, I don't get. I don't want to see that shit though. Like <sighs> when Melissa was making fucking kombucha over here and i oh, saw the scoby yeah the yeah. floating the cultures ring of what looks like fungus oh <laughs> uh, yeah it looks like um a frisbee with the made out of human flesh yeah <laughs> so uh i think like you know my brain makes it taste different but it is good this is a very good batch and you said you did tell me before that this is less strong than the last one uh, uh you heard where <laughs> i don't remember the end of that podcast uh yeah yeah i don't know if anyone who listens knows actually what, what's going on but um our hardcore I, fans do yeah so the, like the podcast just like ended without like the <laughs> outro it just kind of just stopped because we were both too drunk to resync it and yeah <laughs> yeah that that batch um i made extra strong because uh you complained about the first batch not being too alcoholic enough and seeing as how like of course a, i did it's, mu- it's 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 probably better if we just go a little bit lighter on <laughs> so do you have like a, a way to test the alcohol percentage or you just guess or um taste? so I, I estimate there is a tool i could buy but mm-hmm. it's a, you know you you have to pour some of the kombucha in there and it's like why waste it i'm gonna drink it yeah <laughs> i'm not selling this shit right so. well you gotta know if it's gonna be dangerous for you to drink a lot of it or not come on well, that's what the the split six podcast is for. <laughs> so, what would you est- estimate the ABV on this? Uh five percent. Okay, so like a standard, yeah, standard beer essentially. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I I normally can um, uh, gauge it pretty accurately because I know how much sugar I put in. Okay, that's how that's mm-hmm. what it's based on because the yeast feeds mm-hmm. on the sugar, right? Yep. And then how long I let and it? And poops out alcohol. Yeah, 
And seeing as how these aren't carbonated, like when you open that, you barely saw very much fizz come out. Yeah. If there was a lot of fizz, that means there was a lot more sugar to uh, be consumed by oh, these. Okay. So these have been like before I put them in the fridge before coming here. Uh, they were sitting out for about like three to five days, and that's just to test and make sure like if there's any more carbonation. Got you, got you. Because they don't ferment uh, so, when they uh, are in a, a refrigerated climate. You're saying the yeast, is it yeast, or is it the SCOBY? Uh, so SCOBY is a symbiotic culture of bacterial yeast. So it's a yeast made of a particular bacteria. Okay. Um, there's different types of yeast. I get the, the wine ver- uh, part of this kombucha mm-hmm. uh, with champagne yeast that I buy online. So I add that in after I make a full batch of kombucha and then I just put in some more sugar and then I put in the the, the champagne yeast. Okay, so kombucha. Yeah. What is it? Kombucha is a bacteria um, that is in the, of the probiotic variety. Okay. And the Are you re- telling me this shit's good for me? It, yeah, it's a healthy way to get drunk. That's kind of why I started doing it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a lot of new science coming out about like gut health and like there was recently a study just last week that uh kind of really put into the scope of how important like your gut biome is Mm -hmm. and so it's just kind of like making me feel like oh i invested in the right the right thing there you go so i honestly i feel so much better since drinking kombucha is this what mentally do you still drink like other things or is it are you on a strictly kombucha getting drunk diet Fuck no. Um, <laughs> I, I drink anything and everything. I had Moscow Mules last night. That's, Hell yeah. It's just, this is a nice backup. It's a nice alternative. I can bring it. Right. Conversation starter, Is it like, um, uh, all right, so. Literally. Because you can buy kombucha, like non-alcoholic kombucha, or at least very minimal alcohol. Yeah, kombucha. yeah. Okay, so the, um, there, uh, the kombucha that you get in the store, like uh, GTs or Kavita or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they they're around like one, maybe two percent, and that's the max a uh, kombucha yeast can actually uh, produce an alcohol. That is the max. It the might, max or the minimum? The max. It caps off at around two to three. It will just plateau. Oh, okay. I don't know the science behind it, but you cannot get like this strong of of kombucha alcohol wise. Uh, just straight with uh, scobies. So you need to get that champagne. Yeah, yeah. Com- so that's why I get the, the wine yeast because that can uh, produce a lot more alcohol. Interesting. Okay, so I'm just trying to get this all metabolically uh, cognizant in my brain. No, that's good because I have <laughs> shit to talk about for sports. So if we have more to talk about, blues, I about don't it. have much to talk about for sports unless you want to hear fantasy football ramblings. But um, uh, <laughs> that's a separate podcast. I love <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> um, uh, so you put the normal kombucha scoby in, and what? Or, or, let me ask you. Let me, let me take a step back. How mm-hmm. did you get it to taste cherry and pineapple flavor? Did you add like extract or something? No, cherries and pineapple. You just added literal cherries and pineapple. Yes. Dope. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, what does kombucha taste like if you don't add anything? Vinegar. So not good. No, it's pretty bad. Some people like it. I mean, I would probably drink it and be like, okay, this is what kombucha tastes like. Can you use it in cooking? Um, you probably could. I don't know what the like, purpose is because you kill the bacteria. Well, what if you use it like, um, you know, people use apple cider vinegar. Yeah, anything you use apple cider vinegar for, you can use uh, kombucha for, but it's just way more expensive. Make some vegan cheese with kombucha, baby, instead of apple cider um, vinegar. I made uh, some cashew cheese and I fermented it with uh, some part of my scobies. Nice. Mm-hmm. You fermented 
cheese? Uh, yeah, like vegan cheese. Is I made some today, so. I'll, I would have liked to try some. I have some. I What'd made you some use? Vegan. Did you use like soy or did you use nuts? I use, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm mesmerized by how much this tastes like queso dip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made vegan queso today. I just used, used potato, carrots, cashews, and like just spices. And like put in like green chilies and tomatoes and, and you know. <laughs> and a nutritional yeast obviously that's a that's yeah, a that's yeah, an yeah. important aspect of it yeah that's the recipe i was following it's called for nutritional yeast it's like <laughs> i got a jar full of this yeah like a two and a half gallon jar oh if you ever want to start brewing or anyone listening who wants to start brewing kombucha please take scobies off my hand because you get a new one every batch <laughs> and i have about like 50 of these things crammed into a jar they're not living good lives people take, <laughs> take them to a good home i'll bring one over next time yeah in uh 10 weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you just need a jar big enough to house it so i would say a gallon's a good starter size i mean i can find one yeah. <laughs> um yeah, they're cheap all right well that's awesome um yeah i'll let you try some of this cheese after we're done with this podcast i got oh, a bunch sure. of chips too for sure it's it's uh, cause I made um, I made some cheese like they w- I found a recipe for like mac and cheese for mm-hmm. vegan mac and cheese. Made that, but this one tastes so much more like cheese than the other one does because I think it's because it's supposed to taste like queso cheese and there's a lot more shit naturally in that, you know. Yeah. Like you know tomatoes and shit. Um, but I think yeah. the potato is a great idea to put in there because yeah. I, I didn't see any recipes when I was trying to make it. The two that I found have had potatoes in it. And now I feel like I just know how to do it. Like I don't even want to follow recipes anymore. I'm just gonna fuck with it myself. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just going to be like, hey, I kind of get the process. Let's just uh, try my own version of this. Yeah. So, dope. All right. Well, let's talk about some sports if sports, we can. Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> let's do it. Um, so, have you heard anything about this Antonio Brown controversy? Uh, do you know who Antonio Brown is? Antonio Brown is a name I've never heard before. Okay. So, he's uh, – so, we're talking NFL. Um. He was a he's an ex receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the mm-hmm. best receiver in the league. Um, recently was traded, as in last year in the offseason, was traded to Oakland. So this is gonna be his first year in Oakland. Um, he's had an interesting offseason. He uh, uh, his feet were kind of feeling sore, so he went to a like a cryogenics chamber to. Oh, I've heard about that. I think you're talking about it last week. Yeah, it he was. Yeah, frostbite. Yeah, and he didn't wear the right shoes, so he got frostbite on his feet. Fucking idiot. But then immediately after, (laughs) apparently he's been wearing the wrong kind of, a not NFL certified helmet, Mm -hmm. because every 10 years they update their policies, and his helmet is like 10 years older past the threshold, so he's not like allowed to play in the NFL while wearing this helmet, and he's been wearing it to practice the whole time. And they like caught him and said, Yank, you can't wear this. Um, and And he said, if I can't wear my helmet, I am quitting the league and I'm going to retire. Well, he probably has CTE for to make a comment that fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, probably, but he said, but he also, so he went into arbitration with the NFL over wearing this helmet. Yeah. And everyone's on, because he's like one of the best fantasy players, or has been over the last couple of years, so everyone's like yeah. on pins and needles okay, watching okay. this. Um, uh, so he went into arbitration with the NFL to like saying like, this is his helmet, he wants to wear it. You know, Tom Brady used to wear the same kind of helmet, Aaron Rodgers used to wear the same kind of helmet. They're both a little bit bitching about it, but not threatening as much as Antonio Brown is. Um, he lost the arbitration thing, so everyone was like, oh, shit, is this guy gone? But he said he's still going to play, but he also threatened the NFL with a lawsuit if he gets a concussion wearing this new helmet because he just, you know, he I think he's just a diva and wants to build his brand. 
But um, it could be it. It seems like it's a big smoke screen for nothing if he's just actually going to play. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. What are the specs on these helmets? Like, are, is the new one better? Is it like safer? Is it, or is it just the NFL just like you know? I don't flexing. I don't know because you know CTE and concussions are caused by your brain slamming against your skull. Yeah, repeatedly. And helmets aren't going to stop that. They're just going to kind of hurt it, no matter what you do, unless like you can't. I don't. I don't see how it's possible for you to stop that from hitting head-to-head contact. You know. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, this helmet, I think it gives you, like, a little bit more vision on the sides. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he wants to, you know, track the ball because he's a receiver. So he's going up there looking up and catching the ball rather than, like, do someone just going in and t- tackling somebody. So I think that's why it's a bigger deal for him and for the quarterbacks, too, because you need more vision. Um, but helmets just fucking uh, extrapolate. I don't know if that's the right word, but they just make, it, they just make CTE even worse, like. Because, like, you're hitting with more force because you're not afraid of your weight because you have a helmet on. If you're the one plowing, you're, like, aware of it. Well, the flip side of not wearing the helmet is that, uh, well, you don't get CTE. You get a shit ton of other, like, injuries that you wouldn't get without it. So if you're playing football without a helmet, you're going to get, like, concussions a lot more. So, like, the CTE is, like, a long-term thing, and that mm-hmm. seems kind of unavoidable. Well, CTE is caused by concussions. Um, and just jostling of the brain in the skull, like you said, with hitting in the walls. Yeah. Like, um, an MMA fighter is less likely to get CTE than someone who goes jet skiing every week. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Because you're constantly just bouncing. Yeah. Yeah, I got and, you. Yeah, it's just like, uh, ball slush. <laughs> like a snow globe. Yeah, I think, like, the, he will have helmets... Mainly because they look cool, and it's, like, what the NFL is. Like, I think that's one of the main reasons why the NFL is so popular is because the helmets are fucking cool. You look like a gladiator out there. Like, it's fun to watch. You have your team logo on that. Everyone knows the team logo on football better than any other sport. Everyone looks fucking good in football uniforms. Right. No matter how ugly they are. Yeah. You know? Baseball, they all look the same. <laughs> I think no one looks good in baseball uniforms. <laughs> so that's the big NFL news that's been going on. Um, Zeke and Gordon are still holding out. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, oh, Zeke and Gordon. <laughs> um, um, I honestly like. I don't even know what else to fucking talk about for sports because I mean, we're not fucking talking about baseball. I hope we're not talking about baseball because I don't know shit about baseball. Tigers suck. Do you see the embarrassing play the Tigers did that summed up their season the other day? <laughs> no, I did not. You'll uh, have to show me. Someone they like someone hit a long ball like the, some that they should have caught like yeah. close to the fence, <laughs> but the two players run into each other. It bounces off one player's glove and goes for a home run, a three shot home run, and then they just both sit there in agony, just very lackadaisical like fuck this sucks well we gotta have the worst team in every sport on on record all right we have to be objectively the worst team at one point in time well we got that with the lions yes the tigers could do it this season go tigers (laughs) don't go tigers we want the losing break a leg Pistons, in terms of uh, how far they are away from winning, which is probably at least a decade from now. Limbo's worse than being the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, what? Being in limbo, like that play, like 
borderline yeah. playoff, mm-hmm. like not purgatory. No yeah, purgatory. That's a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the Pistons are. Red Wings are rebuilding. Honestly, the Tigers are doing it right, I think, except for they have a manager that can't really get shit done like he should. Um, the Red Wings have Iserman, so there's hope there, but they're still a couple years away. Pistons, if you have Blake and Andre, unless Andre takes a major step up and can start shooting threes at like higher than fifty percent chance, then we're not going to <laughs> we're not going to go anywhere with that. Um, Funny thought. Lions are lions. You know, football is unpredictable. The Lions just have the curse of the lion being the Lions. But you know, football, any team can win. It's the most balanced of all the sports from year to year. Of all the sports, um, just like throughout my lifetime, football has always been the one I never followed as much. Mm-hmm. But the Lions, have, like, for the past five plus years, have just been the most interesting team. Yeah. To, to just follow, to watch. Uh, I have yet to go to a Lions game. I would love to go to one. We should go, man. You can see how how okay. fucking really crazy right, I can promise be. Promise me. Promise me. I will go to a game. If you want to go, I'm down. I would love Whenever to Whenever you want to go. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go this season. All right, cool. We can go to um, we can go to the home opener if you want against the Chargers. Well, wait. Why not? I no, no, we can't. I'll be on my golf trip. Um, <laughs> Just tell me what works for you. I'm pretty open, so. All right, as long as, as long as I know in advance. It's always on a Sunday. Are you available on Sundays? Yeah. All right, unless you want to go with Thanksgiving. I can't go Thanksgiving. That's my favorite holiday. I can't skip that. Thanks. That's the Lions game is one of the reasons my that's my favorite holiday is because oh, of an old tradition I had with my brothers. And now that Mitchell's back, I might start bringing that back around. And I went last year with my cousins. So there's nothing better than football games. If you're like, I don't know what it'd be like for an outside person because you're not like a. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure. I do you root for the Lions? Like, or do you just not root for anyone? Or is there another team you root for more? So um, unless I have some sort of. Like I don't really have a bias going into sport games. Mm-hmm. If it was something like like the Lions and I'm at the Lions game, I'm gonna root for the Lions. But if I'm just flipping through channels and I see a game on, I I kind of I kind of hope that someone is around to like kind of give me like the narrative why yeah. this, what's the weight of this game, and then I want to root for the team that has the better story, and then yeah. I always want a close match. I never I hate blowouts. I yeah. absolutely hate being like even playing in sports or playing in video games mm. i hate destroying someone it's not fun no, for no, no one and like is it yourself destroying somebody well okay so like when we were playing video games as kids mm-hmm. um i would purposely start losing if i had an extreme lead and wait for it to get close and then just kind of okay roll the i get that yeah because it's not fun just being up by like 20 it's not fun when there's a guaranteed games. winner unless it's like for high stakes yeah which, you know, football normally is. Like, the only time I care if there's a blowout is if it's the Lions. Like, I want the Lions to murder every team they play. Yeah. Never really do. <laughs> but I would be... Other than that, like, if I'm watching, like, a team like, I'm not win really partisan with... by 10 points, with, right? That's what you want. You want a team that consistently wins by, like... just like I want the Lions wins. to win by 54 points every game. <laughs> I don't care. But any other game I watch, I want it to be exciting, close, and a little controversial. And just to... Just root for radio, root for the story, you know. I loved it. Root for something for me to talk about on my podcast. <laughs> what um, what was uh, the Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton? What, was there a name for that, Bad Boys 2? They were calling the Going to Work Pistons is what yeah. they were named. The going to Work Pistons. Because they didn't have any superstars. They were just yeah. straight up that was hustlers. The, that was the best sports I've ever seen. 
That was, uh, I loved that time. It was really cool to be a basketball fan then. Yeah, that's what got me into basketball. Mm -hmm. I used to be, like, obsessed with it. Yeah, I was too, and then I fell off when the Pistons sucked, but now I'm back. Basketball's my favorite sport now, so. And the Pistons, like, kind of fucking suck. But, um, uh, just the the star power that basketball has. Like, Mm -hmm. their superstars are all, like, well-known by most people. And, like, (coughs) even though I, like, you know, for the, the, until this year, the last, like, 10 years i've pretty much known who's gonna win like or at least had a re- pretty good odds of who's going this to year win. looks so good this year's just open it's gonna be weird seeing this again it's just, I, maybe like, i won't it, like it it's a, i think it's a great time to get into it because mm-hmm. there's like 10 teams that realistically could win mm-hmm. with the clippers obviously being the favorite with Kawhi and paul george and a solid base and you got L, the other la team Great storyline right there. Two LA teams playing. The other one with LeBron and fucking Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Then you still got Golden yeah. State that everyone's counting out. But come on, once Clay gets back, is, and and they got fucking. Is he ever going to be the same? He, he tore, ACLs the aren't aren't like. Uh, it, I thought it was his Achilles. No, that's Kevin Durant. Oh, okay, all right. Achilles. That's what I'm worried about. Kevin Durant. Not really because of the way he plays. Like mm-hmm. he's just a straight up shooter. I don't think. I don't think shooting would really go away with an Achilles injury if you don't heal properly. He never really is one to cut to the basket like Steph Curry or something. He just can shoot from anywhere and uh, and can pass and shit. And he's um, fucking tall. Yeah, that's part of it too. <laughs> what is he like? But he's in, he's in he's in Brooklyn over there. Oh, he got picked up by the Nets. Yeah, the Nets picked him up with um, Kyrie. Okay. So they got you got them. Well, yeah, now they're a contender. You got you still got fucking Indiana with uh, Oladipo coming off an injury, and they got like um, I guy I always forget his name from Milwaukee, and you still Dude, got Milwaukee. I'm so out of it when you said the Pacers like Indiana. I'm thinking Reggie Miller and Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> And you still got Milwaukee with Giannis Antetokounmpo, probably the best player in the league besides Kawhi Leonard, um, <laughs> without Kawhi Leonard in the East. So like they're favorites too, and um, there's and you got the Celtics with fucking Kemba Walker now. Still got Jason Tatum, you know. Uh, you got, even you got the Pelicans who just lost Anthony Davis, but got Zion Williamson, the young stud rookie, and a bunch of other role oh, players. He was um, the guy from. Uh, from Duke. Okay, yeah, Duke. And he was just, like, ridiculous. Mm. And then, oh, and I, how can I forget? The 76ers. You got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid there still, and you got you add Al Horford. What's Joel Embiid's name? The Process? The Process, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's going to be... And then uh, there's other... T- there's, there's so many teams, because I'm forgetting about the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Like, forgetting about the Denver Nuggets, who were the number... One they seed? Got to they were the, the number West. one seed in the West yesterday. Not yesterday. Last uh, last season. Really? Yeah. They were, they were, they were one or two. I, I'm pretty sure they were number one. I thought the Golden State was. Was it not Golden State? It was State? one of those two. I th- I think that the Nuggets beat them out. Oh, and then you got the Rockets, too. With, yeah. They just added Russell Westbrook. Yeah. The Rockets <laughs> were always um, a team to look out for. And now, mm-hmm. if you're adding to that lineup. You got the Heat, who just added Jimmy Butler. You got OKC, who lost Russell Westbrook and Paul George, but maybe they didn't play well together, and they have Chris Paul now, and they still have It sounds like Steven they're just Adams. going down a list of every single NBA team and naming how yeah. good they are, except for the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons, 
you know, I don't know. Oh, wait, and the, the Knicks. How are the Knicks looking? Knicks are looking terrible. They had a terrible offseason. Uh, worst, worst in all sports. It's very, very sad for the Knicks people. They didn't offer Kevin. They told Kevin Durant they wouldn't offer him a max contract. Why the fuck do you meet with Kevin Durant if you're not going to offer him a max contract? That's crazy. Any team in the league besides the Knicks would have offered him a max contract. It's the shittiest management in all sports. That's got to be it. That's the only explanation. Because yeah. they've had talent come through there plenty of times. I mean, so has Detroit, but we have shitty management too. I mean, the Pistons have shitty management right now, but they've you know, they put together multiple championships throughout. And then like the Pistons were like the best team. They should have won two NBA championships. You know, there was like just this weird play that they lost on one, mm-hmm. and. You know they've been they set a record for most consecutive Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Yeah, but you know they just didn't have any. They they had that one miracle season, and no team will do that again. Like it was such a good season. It was great because like we're the we're like if you go back through, like pretty much all of the NBA, no one has won a championship without a superstar besides the Pistons. Chauncey's was borderline. Ben Wallace at the time was borderline, but like. Well, Ben Wallace has the most offensive players of the year. Like right, but like I don't, I don't know if that's like uh, like he has a record for it, but he won it like six years straight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what was going on with that team because once they once they broke up, once Ben Wallace left, he wasn't shit wherever he went after that. Yeah. Um, Billups, you know, he wasn't really much after that. You know, and, it, and no one that was there before that was anything really. Rashid was just known as like a shooter, and like a mean guy, and it's it just the perfect characteristics to come together and create this. They were the Avengers. Yeah, they were taking on Thanos because they they, they, had, they, they they destroyed fucking Kobe Bryant and, and I think Shaquille, Shaq was yeah, there still. Shaquille O'Neal in the in the yeah. fucking finals. That was wow, what a time! What a time to be a Pistons fan. So I'm glad yeah. we got the Pistons. We got the Red Wings out of the way. We'll always be you know we got. Decks of Red Wings championships. I don't care about baseball, but the Tigers have been really good. They just somehow didn't win a, a World Series in our lifetime uh, when they had like the most impeccable pitching staff of all time with Justin Verlander, David Price, and Max Scherzer. That's yeah. crazy, but whatever. Um, Lions are straight up cursed, so <laughs> we'll see. You know, we're really close to a Lions Brown Super Bowl this year. We'll see. Lions-Brown Super Bowl. <laughs> the storyline is too good to pass up if you're writing the season. All right, pitch, pitch the one hundred Because I'm not fully informed on it, so can you pitch me? Yeah. What? Okay. This is year 100 of the NFL. What are the two worst franchises in the history of the NFL? The Lions and the Browns. That's correct. I don't know. They're the only two franchises in the NFL to go 0-16. The Browns had a team that left Cleveland and moved to Baltimore. And the very next year, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then somebody brought the Browns back, and the Browns are there, and then they sucked. They sucked. They don't, I don't think they've had a playoff win. Um, the Lions have one playoff win a week before I was born. The Browns now have Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett on the defense. Fresh start with superstar attitude going into this season, and they are odds. They are like the fifth or sixth 
favorites to win the Super Bowl. The Lions. Not that much exciting for in terms of Vegas odds because no one ever believes in them. But they've got a killer defense, should be top five in the league, especially because our coach is super defensive orientated. We have a quarterback who just is coming off his worst year in his career, but a new offensive coordinator that's going to be shifting the focus to the run. And we got the young stud, Carrion Johnson, leading our backfield with still Kenny Galladay, a budding young miniature version of Calvin Johnson, along with Marvin Jones, one of the most underrated receivers in the league on the outside. A line that might be a big issue, but we've got two big tight ends now with the first round pick, TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa, and we got Jesse James coming over from Pittsburgh. Two tight end sense, classic Patriot style from when they had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. If the Lions can score 24 points a game, our defense should be able to hold the other team to 23 at least or at most, that they'll score. Stranger things have happened. Imagine this. Year 100, going to the Super Bowl, the two worst franchises in NFL history meet for a win-or-go-home game. Imagine that storyline. Lions versus Browns, Detroit versus Cleveland. Cities are only four hours away from each other. It would be nuts, and each city and- would still love the other city if they won because they wouldn't care because of how close they both got. And the rivalry between Michigan and Ohio existing yep. like for the past hundred years. You know the media would play that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would make a great movie. It would. Please, so football what? gods, give me that. But you were also hyping the Lions last year for a Super Bowl. Oh, I hope the Lions every year. It's just, yeah. It's uncontrollable for me. Um... This year has actually been one of the worst uh, drafts I've ever thought about the Lions. So, you know, maybe it's going to do some role reversal. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the Browns are, have, are, like, honestly serious contenders. The Lions, I don't know how realistic that is. We have a tough division, um, tough schedule, but who knows, you know? Oh, did you hear about, I don't know how much time we got left. Uh, like uh, 30 seconds. Perfect. All right. Did you hear about that dude who, like, lied his way into the NFL? No. Okay, so I think he's um, he's on a special teams for the Bengals, and he lied about his credentials to get into like a, a training or a, like a tryout. That's nice. <laughs> and he made the team. Really? Yeah. And he, um, I think there was like his preseason going on. Mm-hmm. He just scored a like a touchdown off of a, a kickoff. And he was just lying about how he got there. He, he lied about his uh, credentials. Beer number two, entertainment. On to the second beer of this kombucha wine. So you were telling me outside, Jordan, because we took a break to, uh, you know, smoke a cigarette and stuff. Um, um, you were telling me that the beer we drank last time was about 10%, right? <laughs> yeah, give or take. That would explain a lot of things. <laughs> I would say it's more than 10. I let that one, like, ferment a long time. How long? About a month. <laughs> like, how long did this one ferment? A um, little over two weeks, but like, once it runs out of sugar, it doesn't get any more alcoholic. And then. Do you just keep adding it, or? So, yeah, you can just add more sugar, let it sit longer. That's how you get the alcohol up. 
How high? What do you think the max is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it tastes like shit. Anything <laughs> past like uh, like 14% would taste pretty bad. Well, I bet. I mean, I. It just tastes like liquor. I think 14 is like that. Probably liquor. the like the highest content of like imperial IPA is that I've had. Yeah. Um. You ever have um, backwoods bastard from Founders? Not on this podcast, I don't think. <laughs> and it was like an experimental batch. It's like through a bunch of like, uh, like you know, their bastard brands. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, they just like threw a bunch of them together and let them. That they were sitting for a long time, mm-hmm. and they just you know kind of bottled it. Uh, they gave it to their staff first. I have a stepbrother. He works at the Founders in Detroit. Oh, nice. And he uh, he gave me some of it. I'm like, this tastes awful, but I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a stepbrother. Yeah, I got um two. Um, my mom got remarried. The guy she married has uh, three kids, so I have two stepbrothers and a stepsister. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a half-brother uh, and half-sister from when my dad got remarried. They had uh, two kids. Nice. So I got a pretty big family. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's talk about some entertainment news. Um, we both were just talking about how we don't really know what to talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. you see any movies lately? Uh, nope. <laughs> um, I definitely don't watch Orange is the New Black, so let's not talk about that. Ah, damn. I want to talk about that so bad. One of these days I'll get an Orange is <laughs> the New Black on guest, or guest on that talks about it. Um, I've been watching, or I just finished this show called um, 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 The Russian Doll. You okay. heard of that? No, no, no. no. I, I, you mentioned it last week, vaguely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, briefly. I... I, I liked it a lot. It's like Groundhog Day type stuff. Okay. Um, All right. And it's with... It's like a comedy? No. Okay. It doesn't sound like a comedy. I mean, I would say it's got like comedic elements, definitely. Like, I mean, I wouldn't... I don't want to call it a dramedy. I think it's more a sci-fi thriller type deal, but with... But like, so it's like I got a character from the Orange is the New Black in it as the lead. Um... Have you seen? Do you know anything about Orange Is the New Black? Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. So like the frizzy redhead gr- girl Nikki, mm-hmm. she's the lead in it, and um, I just really like her character. And I think that it's like um, it just got really good characters in it. I don't know. That's what that's what turns me on to shows. I'm currently right now in the middle of my uh, fourth rewatch of uh, uh, New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that road again. <laughs> that road again. It's all I've been watching is just New Girl. Like. It's hard for me to find something else to watch. Yeah, New Girl's a roller coaster in terms of like quality. This is my opinion, though. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, okay. like I think the first, the first, uh, like ever, until, uh, spoiler alert, um, Kurt, if you're listening to this, stop <laughs> right here. Um, uh, um, once Coach leaves for the second time, like then it kind of falls off, and then the last season was a little disappointing, but. I've talked about New Girl enough on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. But uh, out of all like the main sitcoms, you know, as in I like to think of like Friends in the Office are like probably the big ones. Um, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Uh, I, people are into Brooklyn Nine Nine now. Oh, I fucking love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, have, I haven't seen that. Um, the first two seasons are just gold. It's. It, it's still like they have really good fucking jokes even in the newer episodes because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll catch like a newer episode on hulu every now and again but i haven't watched it consistently i've watched season one through half of season three like through 
and then I just end my Hulu subscription. Yeah. So, uh, but it was it's really funny. Like it's mm. the character. Like you would like the characters; they stand out and like like I'm like I said, like well written jokes, good punchlines. Andy Samberg is hilarious. Terry Crews really funny. Mm. And uh, what is it? They're they're captain. Like the it's not like a commissioner, but uh, like Captain Holt. He's like this. Uh, like the uh, sergeant or something. Yeah, he's not the sergeant. Uh, but he's like the head of the department, so he's like mm-hmm. uh, he is the captain, and he's like very serious. But he's also a gay man. He's um, you know like in uh, writing you have like a straight man, right? Like the yeah. person who is like um, like always serious and like realistic, and like keeps everyone grounded in reality. Yeah, he's a gay straight man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's just like a joke for. Like, the writers, as they were writing it, they were just like, yeah. oh, wouldn't this be funny if we did that? <laughs> oh, I like that. That's great. <laughs> and Terry Crews, man. Like, his uh, character's name is Terry. And the only reason he would be on the show is if he got to play a character named Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be great to be an actor that's just like, I'm gonna, I'm really good at acting, but I'm only going to take roles that are my exact name. You know Terry Crews is actually a, a very well-accomplished artist? I don't even know who Terry Crews is. What? I, 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 okay. pro- I probably do, but I don't. I you can't. ever watch um, uh, White Chicks? No, actually. What? Okay. There's a. You ever watch a TV? You ever see an Old Spice ad? Yeah. A uh, muscular, shirtless, um, black dude. Yeah. Who's that, screaming a lot? Yeah. That's Terry Crews, brother. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Okay. Yeah, so you've seen him in a lot of other things. He was the dad, and everybody hates Chris. Um, He's, he's from Michigan. I'm surprised you're not, like, already familiar with him. Dude, I, like, am someone that went to film school that doesn't know sh- <laughs> that hasn't seen anything. And I watch top, New, I watch new Girl that, every day. That's what it is. On top of that, he was in the NFL. Mm. Yeah, so he, uh, he went to Western Michigan. Uh, he got, like, a scholarship uh, for sports and art. And he got drafted in the NFL, uh, like, his junior year, so he never graduated. Okay. Um, and he hated the NFL. He hated the politics about it, and he was just kind of, like, a like high-energy eccentric type. And then someone just like, hey, do you want to be in a film? And then he just kind of, like, started being in films, and then it was like, hey, you're actually kind of, like, you're funny, and people like you. Do you want a, a bigger role? And then they just kept giving him bigger roles. Um, but, yeah, he, he actually is an artist, too. Okay. If you see some, like, if you do a Google search for some of his art, it's pretty good. Nice. And that's how they lured him onto Brooklyn Nine-Nine, at least according to an interview I heard years ago. <laughs> uh, they wanted him to do some police sketches. Andy yeah. Sandberg's like, hey, can you just do some police sketches? I know you can draw. And then they, like, just like, gotcha. Uh, this is actually, uh, <laughs> this is a tryout for this role. <laughs> that's, that's fucking dope. That's Audition, great. not tryout. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Have you seen the movie? Me and me and Mitchell just watched this movie um, last weekend, um, and they were. I think they were talking. I think it got like a little bit of social media buzz. Um, it's called The Perfectionist. No, tell me more. I think that's what it's called. Um, it's like about these like cello players that are like in this weird academy, and like these two girls that are. Uh, are both really good at cello playing. I don't want to reveal anything because... Okay. Um, good movie? I would say that it's worth watching. Anyone in it? Yes. Um, you know I'm terrible at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just said this. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but 
I don't know. It takes some weird twists that you don't expect, and then it the the the, the direction of it is really good, but. There's just some things about the dialogue that are just really shoddy, I think. Oh, okay. I'm a sucker for good dialogue. Yeah. There's like, I mean, it might be like, like, besides like, uh, the two main girls are really good in it, but like, like the lead guy, I don't think is very good. And I don't know if it's his fault. I think it's the writing's fault. It's a movie where if I wrote, people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) But (laughs) the fact that someone, important wrote it <laughs> it makes it okay you yeah. know um but yeah i would say check it out it, like we, i heard netflix yeah it's a, okay. it's a netflix original okay all right um what else have i been into have you watched chernobyl uh yeah i have not finished it um i haven't really talked about it much yet okay um oh. talk about what episode are you on three four? Oh, one. Oh, oh you're just on one yeah okay all right so episode one is pretty amazing too. That I've seen like shot. bits and pieces of other episodes just randomly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chernobyl was such a great like treat to have after Game of Thrones ended because mm-hmm. it was actually wow I can actually look forward to something every week. Yeah, and it, it was sad that it was how short it was, but I I, I like it when uh, shows have like a start set start and end right. Yeah, like they they have a story, they have an objective that they're gonna set out to do. And they fucking nailed that show. It was mm. so good. And a lot of it was, like, super informative because it's how accurate it is. Right. I mean, like, one of the big things about it, like, one of the scenes, I don't think it was the first episode, maybe in the second or the third, but when that guy's, like, explaining what, like, radiation is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, about, like, the their bullets? Yeah. The atomic bullets just shooting through your body? Yeah. Like, I didn't really understand radiation remotely. Yeah. And then, like, that little scene I saw, I was like, oh... I kind of get it now. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's they, scary. They fucking like drive it home. They do it really well. Mm. Um, there's a, a you haven't seen and it's this like fucking yet? real. Like, yeah, no, yeah, this stuff really happened. And like the the trying to cut co- the cover up. Um, even at the end of the first episode, which is like the best shot uh, of the whole of the whole series, where that guy is sent to go to the roof or else be shot. He, uh, that really happened. That guy who I don't maybe through, I didn't finish the first one I don't remember this. Uh, he like it's the ending shot of the first episode. Mm. Uh, he's sent to the roof to look over um, at the the crater where the reactor blew up mm-hmm. to prove that there um, there wasn't graphite there. And he's like, you go up there and check yourself. And then like you know the guard is like like pushing him along with a gun pointed at him. And then he goes and looks over it, and his face is completely red, like within seconds from radiation poisoning. Uh, that mm. really happened to that guy, and he died the two days later after that. Damn. Yeah. Dude, radiation is scary. <laughs> yeah. And there's all this footage, too, because they did a lot of research for this show. Yeah. Like, a lot of research. Uh, they uh, they have a, a montage of clips for actually from the Chernobyl, Chern- Chernobyl <laughs> events, and uh, they line perfectly. They, like, almost match it, like, a lot of shots throughout the show mm. to match that documentary footage. Damn. I wonder where they shot that. Uh, I don't know. Russia? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I doubt Probably it. Probably not. Probably I doubt not. it. Yeah. Russia's actually, I did hear that Russia either has came out with or is coming out with a their own version of Chernobyl, but where they have the USA go in there to make them, like, to sabotage the reactor. 
<laughs> oh no like for propaganda purposes basically because russia is a propaganda country mm-hmm. um uh, so that's either has came out or is coming out um did you hear about like i just heard like you know as i listen to so many podcasts and they're like always talking about stuff but you hear about like there was like an atomic accident in russia like recently no yeah it's been like widely covered up and like the only thing you can like kind of see are like some twitter videos and there's like one where like there's like this guy being rushed to the the hospital in like an ambulance but the ambulance is coated in like plastic and like everyone in this driving and working in the ambulance is like wearing special radioactive suits and shit but then in vladimir putin was just bragging about like this special missile that like like doesn't take a normal missiles trajectory to like because you know because it kind of goes down a parabola to where it's going to hit like Mm -hmm. theoretically um but this one can be like random and go all along and it's because it has a mini nuclear reactor in it to like give it enough power to like change direction random so you can't really shoot it down but apparently there was like a mess up (laughs) and like seven people died um but like they don't really know what's going on and they they there's like a special ship that's meant to contain nuclear waste heading there immediately the day after like so there's probably yeah, something so that went wrong pretty, with that. Yeah, it seems pretty clear cut what's going on. Yeah. Wow. Fuck, man. Ugh. This is the best timeline and the worst timeline timeline simultaneously. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, we're living in a timeline where Donald Trump is president. Yep. And we're also living in a timeline uh, that a lot of good shit's going on. Yeah, good and bad uh, tend to coexist. Because yeah, <laughs> there's no good without bad, and there's no bad without good. It's mostly like the arts, though. That's that's good. Like we have event, Avengers Endgame that exists, which is pretty <laughs> terrible if you take about it in ter- or you think about it in terms of like environmentalism. Like these multi-million or billion-dollar movies that exist waste so much energy just to make people happy. Like mm-hmm. for. Like hey, an hour well, and a half. Well, it makes the end of the world a lot more bearable. Yeah, you know, burn it all down. Who cares? Yeah, we've 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 run our course. Well, um, don't have kids, guys. My cause... my uh, presidential candidate uh, of choice is Giant Meteor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real though, we need like a giant meteor to just fucking come towards Earth and wipe out ninety percent of the planet. So Thanos, except for more extreme. More extreme. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, I, I'm okay. Like, you know. like, robot over overlords is a, a very like charming idea to me. <laughs> like AI just taking over everything. I think it's a natural course. I was listening to this podcast today about like um, movies that like the the movies or TV shows that like want to use the CIA. The CIA is pretty open to like helping you out as long as they can have some control and one of the big ones they help out with surprisingly is american dad like because american dad's like one of the only tv shows that is pretty much like centralized around the cia yeah, you know yeah like they'll like just like kind of like clue you in on like how stuff goes and whatnot is and but then like take control of stuff like they didn't they i think famously they didn't help out independence day because they don't think the military re- reacted that well in the movie to the aliens. And they also famously didn't help out um, the fourth kind. Because they're not okay with 
movies about UFOs unless they're straight up UFOs and like they're not okay if you don't know that they're aliens. Like if they you if they could be posed off as military uh, experiments. So they're okay with the military experience angle or not okay with that? They're 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 okay with that. Okay. But like, well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They're not, they're not okay if it's amb- ambiguous. Oh, okay. Like if it's questioning whether or not it is so a it, UFO. So it can be definitively military, like ships, or it could be definitively alien. Ships. I think it. Th- I think it has to be definitively alien. Okay. Like you can't say that the military could be a thing Ooh. or is a thing. Did you ever um, listen to that um, or watch the Bob Lazar? Do you know who Bob Lazar is? I've heard the name. Um, I don't. I would say I don't. I, if I did, I don't remember it that well. Um, okay, so the whole Area Fifty One is being associated with aliens. Mm-hmm. It all started from this one guy. Yeah. Okay. Who apparently worked at Area Fifty One, or more accurately, at um, an area fifteen miles south of it, okay. called um, Sector Four. I can't remember exactly. Um, but the dude's name is Bob Lazar. Uh, he like said that they. The government, like he worked on um, flying saucers. They were trying to reverse engineer flying saucers that landed uh, in during like Roswell, right? Like, yeah. They they got flying saucers from that, and then it used anti gravitational energy. So it had a reactor in the center of the ship that caused it to go up and kind of like rotate, and then it could fly around in any direction. It doesn't look mm-hmm. like anything like you would see because it has it's using gra- like gravity to pull itself it's like creates right. a vacuum just moves like crazy it's like taking a laser pointer shining at the wall just moving it around you never mm-hmm. see anything in the sky like that so he he's saying this back in like the late 80s it's like those fucking 90s. tic tic tac uh things that the air yeah. force keeps talking yeah. about so that's what's the crazy thing he's been saying this stuff since the late 80s early 90s and he's been consistent about his story exactly how it is and he even like main cornerstone of his story was this uh element 115 right element Mm -hmm. 115 on the periodic table didn't exist and he said that's what the reactors used to for for fuel Mm -hmm. and uh in 2003 uh they were able to artificially create element 115 and if you know how periodic tables work uh it's not like uh, there's like 113 and then 115 is going to or 114 and then like 115 is just going to be the next one it's based off of weight. Isn't it based on how many like um, fucking protons and neutrons that are like built upon a thing, right? Something like that. I don't know. Like, isn't but, helium just uh, one neutron or proton? I don't. But the number it protons, falls on sorry. is isn't arbitrary. It's not like they just put it in order and like order of discovery. There's actual like reasonings for that hmm. number, and so like that came true. Um, there's there's a documentary that came out that's actually pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about him from the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, and that podcast is kind of what sparked this whole like let's raid Area Fifty One, which this guy has turned it into an alien festival. Yeah, he didn't. He he actually hates publicity. You can tell he doesn't oh, really. Oh, I don't it. fucking believe that for one second. You can you, you the guy that made the Area Fifty One page, huh? Oh no, that guy? No, that guy's different. That's just like Oh, who are you talking about? Bob Lazar. Oh, okay, my bad. So Bob Lazar, like kind of he he actually knows his shit. Like there's newspaper articles about 
like how he, he turned his Honda into a rocket car and he would like drive it around. He actually put a, a like a, a, a jet engine into his Honda and used it to like propel it. So he was like a propulsions engineer and a lot of his credentials just vanished. Like there's no schooling and there's no record of him ever going to a school. There's no record of him ever having a job. And then the things he's saying gets like post validated. So like he'll say something and then like, it's like, well, where's their evidence? And then evidence will surface about him working there a decade later. And it's not like he's doing anything mm-hmm. for it, but it looks like someone like is censoring who he was because he's speaking out. He, he got fired. If you listen to the, uh, the podcast, uh, on the Joe Rogan experience, he talks about like how they fired him because his wife was being unfaithful and, uh, if you have unstable lifestyle, they will fire you from a government job. If you have top secret clearance, cause you have less, um, you have less to lose. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just like let him go. And then he, you know, still went to the, the media about it, but he's, see, I don't know. He I seems so, okay. So I went into this as like a far air far side aliens are complete bullshit. UFOs are complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. After listening to it and looking into it, I am a solid fence sitter. I don't know what to believe because he is so honest the way how he talks. I don't know, man. I just I I like I get the the lore of like conspiracy theories and whatnot, but like I just it's really hard for me to buy into pretty much any of them because it just takes so many people to cover this shit up and just takes like a couple people to talk and there is not enough money to keep everybody quiet. Yeah. I know. I know. I have those same thoughts too. Like especially if it's something like devastating or like world changing, like there's not enough money for what you would get for coming out (laughs) with that shit. And you could, you could like, I know that there's recording devices everywhere or whatnot, but you can fucking send this shit out so easily right now. Like you could just, disappear into the fucking woods record like unlimited hours of stories and release them all immediately like you can't even send a tweet and erase it five seconds later without somebody screen capping that shit like i don't know it's hard for me to buy in yeah i want you to listen to the podcast i mean i mean and then i want to show you the evidence i have against his story and Mm. the evidence I, i found for his story and there's a, like pretty damning stuff on both sides of it, and that's why I call myself a fencer on it because it's so ridiculous to believe it. It's yeah. fucking bonkers to say aliens came to Earth, they gave us some ships, and then they use gravity. They produce gravity to move around. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk about that the aspect of that, like because I was just thinking about this when you were talking about it. So, you uh, are you aware of like the four, the four like um forces in the world earth wind and fire no like um like there's strong nuclear force weak nuclear force gravitation and magnetism okay so out of all those four which one do you think we understand the most as humans magnetism right and we know magnetism can be counteracted with magnetism right Mm -hmm. so what if you can counteract gravity with gravity like maybe that could be maybe that's a thing like, so like magnetism, like pulling things close together, but you can use reverse magnetism and like push things away. Maybe, maybe they all work the same. So, um, 
the description that Bob gave about how the UFOs moved mm-hmm. is it used gravity in a way that like creates like a vacuum of no gravity and causes the the object that the so the flying saucer to move in that direction. Yeah. Because it just like sucks it that way. The question is we don't understand no gravity. Yeah. So how do you you have to create a va- you probably have to use everything. You probably use everything at once. Maybe that should be a new superhero comic. Like <laughs> like I mean I mean nuclear force and or strong nuclear force and weak nuclear force I don't understand as well. But I understand gravity and I understand magnetism. I'll finish Chernobyl. You'll understand it after. So wait, do you know the difference between the two? Because I used to. Oh, no. But I, no, I don't. <laughs> I know one's like, one's the way the sun. I nuclear radiation until Chernobyl, so I'm not an expert. <laughs> I think strong nuclear force has to do with how light is produced um, by um, like, like a sun. Like, mm-hmm. isn't it hydrogen like combusting into whatever the fuck it turns into? I don't know. You know the the fucking it's it's just a fucking giant computer program is basically what the universe is like. like it's what it seems like. I don't know. It's it's all fucking crazy. And you know, you, you know the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. Right. So. Like one two three three four four or something like that. Yeah. So it's just like a, a doubling. Da Vinci Code shit. Everything. Yeah. So that that sequence is found throughout nature, mm-hmm. right? Like how snowflakes form, how trees grow, uh, just for like a repeating sequence over and over again, just in a grander. Well, scale. snowflakes are a bunch of bullshit. Snowflakes are amazing, dude. I'll show you a fucking video of a snowflake freezing and like with a macro lens. It's unbelievable to watch it. Um, wait, why are they bullshit? <laughs> I guess it's bullshit that they can only be, that there's only one, every snowflake is different. That's not true. Yeah, I mean, they're all like similar. Just like every fingerprint is different? That's not really true. I'm just, I don't know. something be 100% identical to something else? I mean, within a couple degrees of error, yes. Which so, I guess is not 100%, but yeah. Yeah. undetectable. Well, I feel like I guess you know, you're, you're right. I feel like you're being a snowflake about this, Nick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, back to the Fibonacci sequence. Like that that is something that is What is that rooted in? Uh uh I guess math. But like where where like what is that? The Fibonacci I know, I, sequence? Like I like I I I guess I don't really understand. I like I know it's like ratios, but like what's like the like so, for example, pi mm-hmm. is the ratio of a diameter to circumference, right? I don't know the origin of the Fibonacci sequence, but it's so it's got to be something, or else it's, it's just a, arbitrary. It's a mathematical pattern. You can Google I believe this. I believe it was discovered mathematically, and then we've been able to see it replicated, or like uh, not replicated. It's it already existed. We're able to identify that it matched. This pattern exists in nature too. Okay, so it's um, um it's uh the sum of two or um such that each number is the sum of two preceding ones starting from zero and one. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's the basis. That's the so like it's gonna it's gonna go one. Um, one. Two. Three. Four. 
five. Yeah, there's like a whole spiral. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna start exponent. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fucking parabola going up. Mm-hmm. Well, it just gets like bigger and bigger, and it's it's just replicating. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like that carries over a lot throughout the, the entirety of the universe, mm-hmm. and I can see it probably. It sounds like, mathematical and sounds computer computer based. I know, I know. Like it sounds like some sort of fucking source code, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, Are you real? I mean, I mean, I think I am. Fuck. All right. Well, maybe I'm not. The thing is, the thing is about being real. Like, everyone's real in their own head, but you don't. You can't really tell if the other person is because you're not inside their head. Hmm. Maybe someone is the real person, and they really know. If I, someone's, the, if there's only one real person, then everything else exists inside their head, or we're all just, or consciousness is a myth, and we're not actually and we don't have souls and we're just is just what it is and we're just fucking pawns in something's game but i think we're all real because i don't want to believe the other way and i can't you can't possibly prove it at least with the science i know fear number three how the president grabbed me well damn that was in that was very interesting (laughs) Very existential. Fucking love that shit. Love talking about that shit. Yeah. But yeah, doesn't it all seem like we are like a computer program? Like the way the way fucking science works. Yeah. I've taken acid too, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I had these beliefs before I ever tried acid, so um yeah. <laughs> fuck uh, with me. I took last time I took acid was over a year ago. And I haven't taken it since because of the experience. What happened to you? I found the uh, the edge of the simulation. <laughs> so you think it is a simulation? Oh, it's for sure a simulation. I kind of believe that too. Right? Right? It just feels that way. Because it, it just, you know, you can't. If we are able to replicate, like, a hundred years from now, a simulation that's even re- re- slightly resembling this, mm. I feel like that proves that we're probably in a simulation. Yeah, no, yeah, I've said that, that definitely before on this podcast, for sure. Because Elon Musk has been saying that for mm. like a couple of years. I mean... We're just, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, it's, it's not so even a simulation. We're, if we can replicate, rep, replicate a simulation like this, at least, at least, like, maybe like 95% like this, you know what we're probably in? We're probably in a simulation of 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 a simulation. You know, like, going back... That's what infinity is. You know what? You ever watch Rick and Morty? Yep. I think we're powering some old dude's car battery. We could be. Yeah. You know, what, you know on, which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the yeah. one, the one where keep summer safe. The, the miniverse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about that for entertainment. That's coming out. They've. I don't uh, think I've even talked uh, about this as podcast about how they've released a date, right? Yeah, no, a, or at least a month, November. They have a month. Um, they have at least a, like a time frame. Uh, Mr. Robot also has a time frame. I'm pretty sure you watched that. I've seen it more than more than a couple times, but it's not something I'm gonna watch. Oh really? I think it's the best show that's uh, come out in the past decade. I think you're very very wrong, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Oh oh, sorry. I thought. What did you think I'm talking about? <laughs> I thought you were talking about robot chicken. What the fuck? 
Oh, all right. We but got, yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've seen the first season of it. Um, I don't agree. I mean, I've 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 seen the leftovers. It's going to be really hard for a show to beat that. The the brilliance of the show may be uh, kind of like getting overlooked because there's so many subtleties with it. Mm-hmm. But it is like Sam Esmail. It, it's his like it, it's like his, the first thing that brought him into mainstream. But it's yeah. going to be the best thing he's ever going to do. And Rami Malek is amazing in it. Uh, Christian Slater, believe it or not, is actually a really good actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I fucking love it. I, I think it's has the last season. All right, the last season that came out, season three. Okay. Uh, it is. Don't spoil it for me because I'm going to watch I, it. I'm going to tell you it is a, better than any season of Breaking Bad, but I still think Breaking Bad is the overall best show. And you know what? I, I feel like we're talking about entertainment still, and we got a lot to talk about politics. Okay, just real quick. Have you seen The Leftovers? No, but I really want to. I really want to okay. because, of, because of you. Yeah, that is my, like, it's just my favorite show. of. Uh, 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 okay, so I, can, I don't want to say it's my favorite show. It's the show I think is made the best because favorite is different than the best. Mm-hmm. Like, the ending of The Leftovers was okay. right, so right. amazing. Here, I got this. You watch Mr. Robot? I've seen the first season, so I, I so and, gotta, I, and, and gotta, I and I liked it. I think the I think the only reason I haven't watched it is because I don't really know how to right now. Like, oh um, yeah, it's on USA. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can just download a streaming service. It's like, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll 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 legally talk about this after the show. <laughs> and I will watch the leftovers. Do and yeah. do not give up. I won't give up. Each on. season gets better. No, I've heard you hype it up. I've already wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm you not even guaranteeing robot, you like it, there's no guarantee I will. I I watch a lot of shows. Like you can that. probably guarantee that I like Miss Robot more than I can guarantee you like the leftovers. But it was perfect for me. Okay, deal. All right. Um, Epstein died out of suicide. <laughs> Qu- air quotes. <laughs> in in prison. Um. Uh, uh. Jordan, who is Jeffrey Epstein? Jeffrey Epstein is Donald Trump's best friend. Okay, that's that's a little biased way of describing him. <laughs> um, he is um, a very lovely man, from from what I hear. That is a very flattering way which, to describe which him. Which one do you want, Nick? <laughs> I want the, the not Trump version of who this guy is. All right, so he's a sex okay. cr- sex criminal who has yep. been known to like, if, like he's really rich, right? Uh, yeah, but no one knows where he got his money from. Yeah, probably from selling children on his jets to have sex with famous people. Yeah, which has actually... Or not famous people, rich people, which yeah. includes famous people. Do you remember back in, like, 2015, like, the, um, the ties, like, there was a lot of talk, because Clinton was in the race and Donald Trump were, mm. they're, both their names were thrown a lot around with the Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. and... Like Bill Clinton is has ties to him. Donald Trump has ties to him. There's even like one girl who said like she was like uh, part of it and like had to give him Donald Trump a blowjob when she was 14. Yeah, dude. Um, oh my god. And he it's... like complained. He said like you did a terrible job after she was done. Yeah, I'm. I'm certain. I'm certain that if that happened, that Donald Trump would be <laughs> would be disappointed. Yeah. My daughter does it better. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, uh, yeah, total piece of shit. 
So wait, the, so like, uh, so we we I think I feel like we need to do a better job of explaining in context who this guy is. So he's um, and I, maybe maybe it's because we don't really exactly know because he's slightly mysterious. But he's this rich guy that has been uh, indicted and charged with sex crimes against underage women, and I think the rumors have been that like they, he's been chartering flights across the country where. Uh, rich and famous and powerful people would go on them with a bunch of young underage girls and presumably fuck them and suck them and vice versa. Um, dirty, fucking dirty, trashy, evil stuff. Yeah, probably one of the largest sex rings uh, in the world. And he seems to be the front man for the whole thing. And he fucking mysteriously died. Yeah. Well, under mysterious circumstances that don't really add up. And I mm-hmm. think this is one of the like the con- only conspiracy theories that I'm willing to like just like put my cards on the table be like, "Okay, something's fucked up about this whole thing. Nothing it doesn't seem right." And I think every side, whatever your political mm-hmm. leanings are, everyone's in agreement on that. Yeah, everyone's like so like, you know, the left is like, "Okay, yeah, um Donald Trump definitely has something to do with this." Um, you know, because he was clearly involved with him. But then also, I don't really think that the right, like, I don't, I don't really think that Donald Trump. I mean, I, I, I don't think that Donald Trump thinks that he had anything to do with this because he's out there retweeting conspiracy theories about it. Yeah, and you would be, think he would be quiet. He retweeted what, like the Clintons did it. There's a conspiracy for the like Bill Clinton's behind it. Uh, we got we got uh, we got some uh, homies in the house. Um, uh, all right, guys, we're, this is gonna be a, this is a split six first. Um, introduce yourself. Who is this? And uh, also, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, introduce yourself, please. Hey, hey. Speaking to the mic. Talking to the mic for a second. You know who this is. Yeah. Do they? Tell them, Kim. We. Uh, God, don't ruin the microphone. Um. Uh, <laughs> over over here. Uh, pull it. Pull it, pull it. Uh, yep, there you go. There you go. You got Hi. it. Who are you? Kim. Kim is here, and we got the intern here. Please don't speak on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Darian's in the house. Darian, would you like to say hello? No, she would not. Of what a course. Good <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hey, Kim, you got any thoughts on Jeffrey Epstein? Jesus yeah, um, I have a lot of thoughts a lot of times, and. Sometimes you just have to let your thoughts happen, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Are we doing this live right now? This is live right now. Yo, what's up? Is that Mike? <laughs> Mike Wells is here. Uh, I'm going to... Th- 27, baby. Here, uh, get the door behind you. 27. Oh, yeah, fuck these people. Jordan, I'm going to throw the mic over to you. You guys can talk about this because uh, it is August, and this is usually the month where I let other people host. What? All right. Oh, shit. Surprise. I got nothing to say. All right, so we got, what, like 15 minutes left on politics? <laughs> yeah, what's up, bro? All right, all right, so we're we're talking politics here, Mikey. So we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, Mitchell's in the house. Say what up. What yeah, up? Mitchell, say oh, what up. Mitchell. All right, Jeffrey Epstein. Ha- did he die? Yeah, but did he, <laughs> <laughs> well, did he kill himself? You know? That is the question. He died on. I would go with no. 
That's my final answer. All right, so I want to hear your guys' conspiracy theories. Uh, don't be afraid to get creative on this. Um, okay, there's so a mine... lot of uh, good ideas out there. So there's no wrong answers. <laughs> so my theory is yes. And that's all I have to say about that. Mitchell, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, yeah, my theory is simple. I believe that he was killed by the Trump organization. Jesus Christ. Simply because that's who I want to have killed. <laughs> This is another reason to take him down. We all should take him down. Right, everyone? Right! Yes. Round of applause goes out. All right, thank yeah. you, guys. He probably had some shit on Trump. I believe it. I'll buy it. it I think. Yeah, prob- probably. All right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me get my... Hold on, this guy is taking I'll put my two cents direction. All right. I think Jeffrey Epstein's still alive. Ooh, we'll get to that. Swing the mic back. Yeah, okay, please. I just want to listen. I don't hear this part. All right. Oh, God. You stopped it. <laughs> uh, Nick, are you sober enough to move on to... All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. I, I know that was uh, just two seconds for you guys, but... Um, uh, all right, Jordan, you just left off with saying that he is still alive. Oh, yeah. So, this is a conspiracy theory yeah, that, I, I that I have heard today on podcasts. So, yeah. um, I don't say... I'm not... I, like I said earlier, I don't... I don't buy into conspiracy theories because I think they're dangerous. Even if they might lean more to towards uh, helping out what I believe in, I just, as a general rule, I don't buy into them without. I don't buy into anything without evidence. I just know the the general narrative on this is wrong, and so everything else, no matter how crazy it is, is probably more right. So, so so what's 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 this? This is he's still alive, and. They are seeing how people react with the impression that he is dead. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, I don't know, some CIA government uh, pretending that like he is dead. Mm-hmm. Just to see like how the overall reaction is. Because there's some really big names out there. And obviously, it just seems so stupid to let him go. Do but, you think... Um... Sorry, to, sorry to, to decide. To but, not what, but like the suicide watch. That's what I mean. Like, wait, that's something that. Yeah, no. Really talking about? Um, he might not actually be dead. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Our audience question just asked if there was something people are seriously talking about that he might not actually be dead. And yes, the answer is yes. People are talking about that. Um, so here's my question to you, uh, which I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not totally discrediting this. I'm not giving it giving it any credit either. Like I'm just. I'm completely please neutral. Please do not. Please do not. But the CIA in general, mm-hmm. do you believe it has? I mean, I this is something I do believe that it does has the have has the countries as in the United States best interest in mind, and it cannot be impeded by any president or any single sole body, and it's just this thing that is working. And maybe if the fact that if if your conspiracy theory is right that they did leave him alive, and didn't kill him or whatnot it's got to be for the benefit of everyone because let, let's say for example that all these people that we look up to are all incriminated by this and i'm not saying it's right or wrong but if they are all incriminated to having sex with a bunch of little kids like everything crumbles like what if it's everybody like, what if it's the Clintons? What if it's Trump? What if it's fucking Jay-Z? What if it's Beyonce? What if it's all of these people? Like, the world could turn to mass chaos. 
And that is the explanation for why they don't reveal that they found flying saucers from aliens from outer yeah. space. That is the exact reason. But also, you so can't I, really. I, I, being like how we just were talking about that mm-hmm. just a little bit ago, um, I can totally see that being a, a possible explanation for it. Right. So, what do you what do you, do you think we should know the truth, or you think it'd be better if we didn't? Oh, for sure. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maybe we should stop talking about these conspiracy theories because it's better if we don't. Yeah. The illusion of control in society might be better than actual well, control in society. All right, let's move on to politics because politics is more about Jeffrey Epstein. Now, politics, yeah. Uh, Iowa's coming up. Bernie Sanders was on Joe Rogan. That was pretty awesome. I actually um, haven't listened to that yet. It's it's best interview. So um, uh, let's talk let's talk so, about the primaries. Yeah, yeah. You still gunning for Bernie? I'm gunning for Bernie, but I love Warren too mm-hmm. because. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you saw some clips or at least um, like some bits and pieces from the last debate where her and him were on stage at the same time. Yeah. Right? Uh, I loved it. They didn't go head-to-head at all. They tag-teamed. Right. They're in like perfect like like symmetry. Like They were just like uh, backing each other up. I mean, they're the, the most progressive people on that stage. Right. And they got the most cheers. They can easily, both of them, if they... Like, if uh, Warren gets the popular vote, uh, or uh, she wins wins the the primary, primary. and Bernie's on her ticket, I love that. If Bernie wins it and has Warren on the ticket, I love that, too. See, I don't want either of them to be on each other's ticket, because I don't want to take away a Senate seat. I I exactly feel the same way, but the symbolism behind it is so beautiful. Yeah. It's hard to, like, just deny that and to, like, turn that down. Some things so, that need to happen is like I mean I do like Beto, I don't want him to be president, but he needs to go to Texas and run for that campaign seat against whatever that other fucker or not camp or the Senate seat against whatever that other fucker in Texas is running the Republican. He needs to drop because he will fucking win. He will beat that guy because he's so popular in Texas. And yeah, he lost to Ted, Ted Cruz, but he lost by two points. Like, and Ted Cruz has a name. That, like everyone knows and texas has been turning more and more towards ted cruz and it's statistically shown that in general elections rather than like midterm elections that more people show up for the democrats like beto will win if he goes there fucking hickenlooper will win if he goes to denver and runs against the other fucking guy and it's more it's, it's honestly it might be more important for us as democrats to win the senate back than it is for us to even win the presidency and not that i think those people are realistic candidates for the presidency but like you know it's pretty much for in my opinion it's biden it's warren it's bernie it's kamala and it's booker otherwise get the fuck out of the race and go run for some senate seats oh yeah and i'm forgetting of course about gang gang but that seems that seems a lot like uh the sanders campaign uh of 2016 yeah, where they're not gonna get any primary <clears throat> votes in the southern states, no way. Yeah, I mean it's even further of a long shot because he's running with like twenty other people, and he also doesn't have much uh, credentials to back him up. Mm-hmm. Forgot about he, Buttigieg too. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Buttigieg is uh, picking up steam. Um, I think he's hi- he's higher than Booker. He's got to be higher than Booker. Yeah, he is. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I I like Yang. I it's, it's he's it's cute for him to be in the races. 
because <laughs> he's not even going to come close anywhere. But yeah. this is the same thing, the same thoughts that people had about Bernie Sanders four years ago. Mm-hmm. Because four years ago, the idea for a, a medical care for all platform being the standard for the Democratic like primaries, it yeah. was so unheard of. And the fact that it is now the standard, that is what everyone is pretty much siding with, and a lot of these other progressive platforms, is solely due to Bernie Sanders' campaign last election cycle. So he has done right. a great service for the Democratic Party, and they don't even know it. Well, the the voters know it, but the uh, the Senate, the, the House seat, anyone who's part of that party, like mainstream-wise, they are ignorant to it, it seems. See, I think I've heard, and, and this might not be true, I, I know I saw like a random article where Bernie is like for getting rid of the filibuster, but I also heard on like one of my most trusted podcasts, Pod Save America, that his filibuster thing, getting rid of the filibuster comes with some stipulations, like where he's going to try to pass his things through like bills and whatnot. But I just can't get on board unless you're fully on board with getting rid of the filibuster because you can't pass shit if people, because we're not going to, there, there is a very rare chance that we even get control of the Senate. But if we do and we have the house, we can pass whatever the fuck we want. If there's no filibuster. And do you think that's a good thing? Yeah, I think that's a great thing. If Democrats pass everything they want, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think you should vote for them if you don't think it's a good thing. What What do you mean? Well, checks and balances, my friend. I mean, I can have very strong opinions about something and be sure that I'm right, but at you know, at the end of the day, then I'm not always going to be right. So, I mean. It's important to listen to what other people are saying than it is for them to hear what you're saying. That's true. Yeah. But this... So, like, you can learn from the right uh, side of things or the right political leanings of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that is a good check and balance to have. Uh, so if you just want to obtain all power, then that makes us just as wrong as the Republicans are of how they're trying to obtain all power and cut everything out democratically. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get this sentiment. And, you know, it is me saying this goes against everything that I say on this podcast. But I don't know. There's like, there, you know, with with in terms of with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we should have some checks on stuff like but there are certain things that I don't think we can ignore anymore, especially a lot to do with the climate climate that's a that's a no that's, compromise there's I, no compromise and, and and that's one of the biggest things that the republicans are going to fight and like maybe we'll take a you know i mean i believe in all of our ideals but maybe they could be wrong and i and i do appreciate the other side for certain things but the climate's going to be the one things one of the things that they're going to be mainly fighting about. There, there, there's no compromise on that one. I don't even think. And I don't know how we can't we can't them. we can't like that's not anyone's major platform right now. Their major except for like the guy from Washington, like every, like it's healthcare and I, healthcare is important, but <laughs> the the survival of the human race is more important than climate change. Bernie Sanders or, or than uh, healthcare. Had, um, sorry, Bernie Sanders. You can argue Bernie Sanders is that's his main. Um, his main priority. Uh, if he's asked what the biggest threat to the American people are, he says he says climate change. 
He says it every single time he's asked it. Then how do you pass climate change laws when people can fit can filibuster it? Um, well, it's not necessarily the Republicans that you're fighting against. You're fighting against fossil fuel industries and their lobbyists who have a Republican shield, force field there. So you have mm-hmm. to vote them out of office, and then there's nothing there. But we don't have time. Yeah. You remove the filibuster, you pass whatever the fuck you want, and you go savage like they have been when they... Because they are, they have, they're in much more, um, a, they have a very, very, very easy, very much easier way to control the House and the Senate and the presidency than we do. Because we can control the House pretty easily. We can control the presidency, um, you know, a little easier than the Senate. But the Senate is fucking hard for us to control. <clears throat> And if we can control it, I think we should pass as much as we can. I think we should expand the Supreme Court and just be, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like we should be maniacal about it because so, solely because of climate change because of and because of all social justice issues. The other ones, if you want to talk about economic things, I'm willing to listen, but there's other things that I can't compromise on. Yeah. And they probably feel the same way about certain issues. But climate change will kill us, or not? Maybe not kill us, but will kill other people, because we're still going to be strong. We're not an island nation, but island nations are going to die. They're going to want to immigrate people somewhere, and you know it's going to in turn kill us because people are going to not have anywhere to go, and they're going to be like, "Wow, this country with all this fucking land isn't going to let us in. Let's fucking blow them up." Like Japan, that's an island nation. And mm. they have a population of 120 million. Right. It's Where are they going to go? China? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but do, do you think that any change we even try to do, like like in terms of our technology limits today, if we did everything right, is it really going to make much of a difference? Are we already too late to the party? Are we fucked? We might be fucked. I think we're fucked. I think it's time that we just accept that our biological programming has come to an end and not try to uh, change the climate, but try to change an artificial life form to be adaptable for this upcoming climate and to take over. And that's why I am um, uh, posing for president uh, artificial intelligence 2020. No. <laughs> yeah, human life is just uh, just had a good run. Uh, I think we got maybe another the 500 years left. Uh, that's being a little conservative. We probably got a thousand before it's absolutely stretched to the limit. But in the grand scheme of things, a million years from now, it's going to be AI because we're pretty much like already there. Did you say a million years from now? People no. haven't been a, like we've been civilized for what like two thousand years. Our planet's been around for four and a half billion years. Alive. Yeah, but like if you're talking about hu- you, you think humans are going to be around for a million years in the future? Um, some variation of the sort uh, is uh, is is likely, um, but I don't know if we would go by the same name of humans. But like something that's recognizable, um, we're still going to have the the same like. Two, Hold on, two I feel arms, like you're. I feel, I feel like you're spouting some ridiculous bullshit right here. <laughs> This is fucking insane. <laughs> like, all right, all right, so I can get the aspect of, or maybe there's nothing we can do about the climate because it's going to take a global effort. Well, honestly, it's hard for me to say about, like, even it being recognizable because, 
you know, with CRISPR, we're into gene editing so like in a ridiculous amount, and within just like a couple years of it. Yeah. So who fucking knows, man? Like it, it's so hard to predict. So I think artificial intelligence is actual intelligence. It's actual life, and then it's actually just the next step in a phase of. I mean, I'm of, sure I've talked about this in the podcast. You know what I consider having a soul and not. Um. I don't know the, the specifics on what... It's you, very easy. You have to be human? No, you just have to have the ability to make a choice out of nothing. Okay. Like like, an, un, a, like a, a choice that isn't programmed. Um, so, some, so randomness. Randomness is what gives consciousness, in my opinion. What if everything's randomness? And everything has consciousness. Okay. Uh, I think, I think, like... Uh, plants like trees they have a level of consciousness my definition of that i, I know we're getting really philosophical how much of time we got left on this not mo- not long but it's okay. okay all right so um we're made up of tiny little like mindless organisms right called cells mm-hmm. what if ai is just made up of tiny little mindless organisms called humans <laughs> Um, either way, we're both made up of electricity that makes us move, right? Which, no matter what, we're all just made up of is, matter and energy. Is, is that um, light nuclear energy or weak nuclear energy? Um, you mean sh- strong? Strong and light? Strong and weak? Strong and weak. Nuclear force? Nuclear force. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's just agree we are talking about like way above our heads yeah for the majority of this political segment <laughs> maybe i should make the kombucha a little weaker <laughs> uh no this is perfect perfect yeah. blend perfect blend that's what you should call this one perfect blend you know what kind of cherries i use on this Ooh, um uh, virgin cherries those like sunday cherries the man- manichino maraschino Why'd you call them the Sunday cherries? Because that's what you put on your fucking Sunday, like ice cream. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking the date. ice cream still exists just because you're vegan doesn't mean it's not real. Hey, man. they have vegan ice cream. Back off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is it ice cream? Is it really? Um, it's ice. Soy. <laughs> I, I've made uh, I've made like yeah, coconut ice cream, and that's the thing. I I made my own. It's not cream. Before. Oh, we gotta try some of that cheese. Hey, we will. I haven't forgotten. Okay. All right. How much time's left on this? I wanted to uh, like a minute. Okay. Um, let's uh, get some closing thoughts in. Um, uh, let's start on something. So, uh, war in twenty twenty. Uh, I'm on. I'm on board. I'm on board. When the primaries come to Michigan, as Sanders is on anyone there. but Biden. Anyone but Biden. But still, if Biden is the thing, we have to get out Trump. That's the most important thing to say, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe you disagree, but I will support anyone that comes out. Even if it's fucking John Delaney, I will support anyone against Trump because if you're going to vote for a third-party thing, John you're Mulaney? being John Delaney. Who's John Delaney? He's, I mean, you haven't really been watching the debates closely then. He's an idiot. Oh. <laughs> 
But um, I like that lady from Michigan who's like about psychic force. <laughs> Marianne Williamson. Yeah. I kind of like her too, but she's a joke. <laughs> Republicans are donating to her. <laughs> I know it's hilarious. Give give her all your money, Republicans. She has no chance, and you're gonna waste your money on her. Jordan, anything you want to plug? Where can we find you? Um, uh, thanks for being on. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, you can find me on the Split Six podcast every 10 weeks or so with a new kombucha <laughs> flavor. Look forward to it every 10 weeks or so. And I'm also Jorbid1 on all social media and just Jorbid in general. Yeah, find him everywhere, guys. Follow him, please. You can follow me at Nick Wagella on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us at Split Six Media on Facebook. Look for us anywhere you can find your podcast, Split Six Media. I probably should change the name because we don't really do a media company, but um, we just do a podcast company. (laughs) Anyways, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And, as always, thank you for splitting six with us. Cheers, Jordan. Love you all. Love ya. Thank you.